Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, my voice is still a little under the weather. I'm still recovering from a flu. I apologize that I had to cancel last week's <clears throat> session because of this flu. Um, I've been taking lots of Chinese herbs to help me um, <clears throat> recover from this flu, but my voice is still, as you can see, it's uh, it's a little raspy because uh, I'm still recovering. But I'm back live today so that I could do these uh, I Ching Oracle readings and to do this, um, <clears throat> to do these I Ching Oracle readings as well as to uh, answer any questions live. So let's just begin with a quick, um, quick uh, centering ourselves before we begin. Take a few deep breaths in and out. Let's be present in this moment of the now. And while we're breathing in, let's ask the divine to bring in the beautiful golden light of healing and allow that light coming through the crown chakra to penetrate into every cell, every tissue, every organ in your body. Allow it to cleanse and release any lower frequency energies that do not serve you. And then allow that golden light to run down through your chakras, creating a cord. And then allow that cord to go deep down into the middle of my, my <clears throat> Mother Earth Gaia. Allow it to anchor itself. So you are grounded with Mother Earth and then allow that light to come back around you and shield you, provide you with a protective shield. Thank you. Hello, everyone. And when you're ready, come back. Hello, Melanie. <clears throat> Hello, Saripa. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for your well wishes for my health. I am still in the recovery stage, so um, I think it's going to take another, you know, I'm taking lots of herbs. I took herbs when I started um, <clears throat> getting the flu symptoms. Now I'm kind of, I don't have the headaches. I don't have the body aches. I don't have um, the fever, but I still feel low energy. So I'm taking herbs for antivirus right now. I'm taking herbs for low energy. So I we keep evolving the herbs. Um, and the herbs have really, really helped me tremendously because without the herbs, I actually think I would be hospitalized. So I'm always deeply grateful for the Chinese herbs that I receive. Uh, so now <clears throat> let's get into the I Ching Oracle readings and um, that I wasn't able to do last week. So today I'm going to be doing readings for three people. First person is Benicia, who asks about her 
love life. Benisha asks about her love life. So Benisha, this morning when I meditated, I got this teaching oracle message number 32 lasting, 32 lasting. And it says, keeping tirelessly to your own path, whatever landscapes it travels through is not a mistake. What lasts bears fruit, not because you arrive at some final destination, but because through all the changes, you persevere in your intent, always finding ways to make it real. What inspiration are you making real in your daily life? How can you continue on the same path even as you adopt? Who will you become by preserving in this? So this is a, you know, whenever I pull this 32 lasting card, it reminds me of what is always permanent in my life, what is always lasting, regardless of what the changes are happening. So, you know, if I change my job, I change my relationships, I change the situation, what is always lasting in my life? So in terms of pertaining to love, what is always lasting for you, regardless of who comes in and out of your life, regardless of that external situation, what is always persevering that, that you could persevere in that is always lasting in your life? And when it comes to love, there is only really one authentic, genuine love that lasts in our life, which is the love that the loved reflection of the divine, right? Because we're created by the divine energy of love, we are love. And oftentimes, we don't see that love within ourselves that already exists. We don't see it because we're so trapped in our ego mind, the layers that in order to feel, uh, uh, to, to have love, in order to feel love is to have that external love. So the lasting part of this situation, the lasting message is that you are already love. Love is within you. You can access that love at any time. You can access that love within you and around you anytime because you are made up. You are the perfect reflection of the divine energy of love. You are made up of love energy. And I have a, a beautiful uh, video called Secret to Love. I don't know if you've ever seen that video, but let me let me give you a link to that video so that you have you understand what love really is, what love really is. So uh, <clears throat> uh, let me let me give you that link over here uh, so that you could uh, access that information. Now, so what they're saying to you is that they want you to tap into that lasting, to that lasting love, regardless of what love is coming in and out of your life. That's what they're saying. That's what you that's what you preserve, and that's what you can always fall back on. And that is what is lasting. Any external love that comes into your life is temporary. It's not forever. It's not lasting. You know, the person could die on you, you could get divorced. You know, um, nothing is permanent. There is no permanence in anything. There's no permanence in any situation. There's no permanence in any real relationship. 
there's no permanence and there's that's okay. So they're asking you, what is it in the love situation in your life that that you can tap into that is always lasting? That is that love, the divine love within you that you are part of. You can always tap into that. So that's the message for you. So the second question is from Nia Nia. And Nia Nia asks about a general reading, a general reading. So Nia Nia, the general reading is number 52, stilling, 52 stilling. It says, hold yourself still as in meditation. Don't seek to grasp yourself by hunting down your every thought. You do not need to resonate with anyone. Even if you feel as though you ought to be sensitive to their presence and needs. It is no mistake to exclude all things and be quiet within yourself. What if there were nothing you had to do now? What if there were nowhere else you had to be? Okay, Nia Nia, they want you to bring in more stillness, more stillness. You know, oftentimes I think we all fall trapped to getting so sucked in by life, getting so sucked in by life, getting so sucked in by what's happening around us, what's happening around us in our lives, what's happening in our society, what's happening in our community, what's happening in our country, what's happening on the planet. We get really, really sucked into all of those things that all of these external things we get so sucked into and it causes oftentimes chaos, stress, anxiety, turmoil, confusion, right? A chaotic energy. It's like our energy is split. Overwhelm. It gives us a sense of overwhelm. I think we're all dealing with a lot of that stuff right now in our lives and what we witness in the planet is that we're all we're all trying to navigate this physical world and we feel overwhelmed by what's happening within, you know, in our lives and around us and just the planet in general. I mean, the heaviness of the planet really puts, makes me energetically low. So I, I understand. <clears throat> and so they want to remind you of the stillness to let all of that stuff go, that it's not your don't don't allow yourself to be so affected by that external world that you've got to we've got to you've got to find a stillness within yourself within your life because if you don't find that stillness you don't return home to that stillness we can get really off centered we could get really off track we could feel really a sense of overwhelm anxiety stress so we have to return to that. We have to keep returning to that to have some center, to feel grounded to Mother Earth. And often when we don't feel grounded to Mother Earth, we feel like lost. We feel out of focus. We feel uh, we don't belong anywhere. So the stillness, stillness, not caring so much about how other people think, not caring so much about the external world, Returning back to your stillness is the way you're going to navigate this world in a much more powerful way. Because when you come from a place of stillness, you have more clarity, you have more focus, you have more patience, you're in your flow. You don't get so 
uh, when situations happen, you don't get so discordant. You're still in balance. You can make good decisions. You can make powerful decisions. You're moving more in flow with yourself and with the universe. And so this is a reminder to keep returning back to your stillness. Don't be so obsessed. We get so obsessed about the, the planet, what they think society thinks of us, get their approval, get their acceptance, right? To, I think to, uh, to some extent, we all want to feel accepted in, in our society. We all want to feel accepted. And there's to some level that we attach our self-worth to that acceptance. There's some level of that where we attach our self-worth to that acceptance. They want you to know that you're, that, that how other people think of you is the last thing that you should be concerned about. Because when you are concerned about how much other people think of you, you're not really in your stillness. You're not really in your truth, in your authentic self. And that's what, and in order for you, us to start to move in directions in a way that is powerful in our lives, we can't be so wrapped up in the external world. We can't be wrapped up in that because it's going to put us uh, it's going to, uh, it's going to make us, it's going to put us off track. We're going to feel unbalanced. And when we feel off track, we feel unbalanced. We feel discordant. We don't make the right decisions in our life. We don't make powerful decisions in our life. And so those decisions that you make will have a huge effect on your future, which way your future is going to go. Is it going to go up or is it going to go down? And so when you feel that off-centered, discordant chaos and you're just trying to please everybody please the world you're not going to make good decisions in your life and that's why they want you to return to your stillness that's the message for you to return to that stillness hello jess hello intuitive nikki hello um, melanie sarupa uh yes i will pull a, a a car for you i can do that jess so let's do a third uh, a third message from um, from the I Ching oracles for Mariana. Mariana asks about, she says, what do I need to know about my love life right now, please? She wants to know about her love life, Mariana. So it's number 44, coupling, number 44, coupling. It says, coupling means meeting and the powerful woman represents someone or something with a profound and mysterious power to attract you, re-energize you, and change everything. Do not try to control this energy because you can't. You must continue on as before. Resist the change entirely or allow your life to be transformed by the encounter. What would be an adequate response to this new energy? How far could this change go? How far will you let it go? Okay, so coupling means meeting and the powerful woman represents someone or something with a profound and mysterious power to attract you, re-energize you and change everything. So there's an energy, there's a potential energy that's in your life or coming into your life that has the power to transform. 
And so they want the message that they want to send you, Mariana, is what are you going to do with this energy? What is this energy? Because this is there's a there's, there's a powerful energy here at hand. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to allow it to transform you in a way that is of your highest and best interest? Or are you going to allow this energy to influence you in a way that you've lost yourself? You've lost yourself. And so they want you to be aware of this energy and to know how you could use this energy for your benefit rather than not for your benefit. How can this energy be used? Because you know, sometimes when we meet people and we meet a, a, a partner, that partner becomes our number one influence in our life. And sometimes it's for good. And sometimes it's not for good. Sometimes that person has an influence that makes us grow and expand. And sometimes that person has influence that does not bring out the best in us. That, um, uh, that, that influence makes us more paranoid. Their influence makes us more fearful. Their influence makes us less compassionate right? So there's, there's powerful influences in both end of the stick. And what end of the stick are you going to tap into? Are you going to tap into the end of the stick where this energy elevates you, makes you expand and grow? Or are you going to allow this energy to, to, to devalue yourself, to make you more untrustworthy, to make you more paranoid, to make you more fearful, to make you less than you really are. And so they want you to really be aware of the energy and how you can, how you can use this energy in your life to elevate you or bring you down. And so this is one of the things that we have to be very careful because if we are in an emotional space, that is not good. If we're emotionally stunted, if we're emotionally stunted because we had some trauma in our life and therefore we have become emotionally blocked and stunted and somebody comes in, that person will either <clears throat> allow us to trans transmute that stunted emotion to something greater or that person will reinforce that stunted emotion, that trauma. And so this is where you have to be wise and you have to exercise wisdom so that you can you, you this energy can be for your expansion and growth and not for other ways. Because we've all been influenced in good and bad ways by people, especially when it's our partner. When we have our partner, they become our number one influencer in our life. So they want you to be careful of how you were being influenced by that person. And that's the message for you, Mariana. Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining. So let's see what questions we have here. Okay. Hello, Ashley. Ashley, I actually, I'm doing your reading uh, next week. So, cause last, I'm so sorry. I, I was supposed to be doing it this week. 
But last week I had to cancel because of my flu. So I'm going to be doing it next week. And next week I will announce when I'm going to come on live. I don't know which day. I, I play it week by week, which day I come on live. Okay, so um, Jess Gutierrez. So, okay, Jess, let me do a, a card for you. But let me first answer uh, Yeshwara's question about Ho'oponopono. Moon, can Ho'oponopono change someone's mind towards having love for you again? Hmm. Okay, Yashira, that's a really, really great question. That's an incredible question, what you're asking. What Ho'oponopono does is, this is where I think we're always looking for love in the wrong places. We're always looking for love in the wrong places. Because what we're saying is, is that, yes, it has the potential to do that. But the fact is this, is that you're, you're looking for some change outside of you. That's what you're, that's what the question implies is if I use this modality, if I use this modality, can I change somebody else's mind? That's where you're placing your energy. You're trying to change something outside of you. And that's an illusion to change anything outside of you or try to change or try to control or manipulate to change anything outside of you is an illusion. The only way that you're ever going to make, have influence in change outside of you is to change within you, is to change within you. So if you're looking for love, right? And you think that that person is the love for you, which is an illusion, it's, it, it, it's not a real sustainable, it's not really a sustainable change. And, and, you know, I pulled the card of love for Benicia at the beginning. The love card is, it said here, remember it said this love card called 32 lasting. What is lasting? Lasting. The only love that is true and authentic and that's lasting ever is the love, the connection, the love of the divine. You were created because of that divine love and that divine love already exists within you. So if you're thinking, okay, I am obsessed about this person and I want this person to love me, change their minds, love me. That's an illusion. The way Ho'oponopono works is that you release those things that do not serve your highest and best, those, those lower frequency negative energies, you're releasing them. And by releasing them, your, your, your conscious mind is communicating with your subconscious mind, asking it to help you release these things. And then your subconscious mind is communicating with the superconscious mind. And then the superconscious mind is communicating with the divine. So if you want to have any chance of this other person loving you, which is really irrelevant, that's really irrelevant whether that person loves you in the future or not. What's that's really irrelevant. But if there's any chance of that happening, you've got to release something within you here first. And once you release that, then the divine releases it on that person, then there might be a possibility to come together. But if you release that 
And this is another scenario that you've never thought of. If you release that part of you, you might be getting, you might be attracting somebody a thousand times better than that person. Have you ever thought of that? So Ho'oponopono is never about somebody else. What Ho'oponopono is about, and let me give you the video, watch the video on Ho'oponopono that I did. You've got to watch this video because we've missed, when when we say that we're going to use Ho'oponopono to change somebody else, we've actually missed the point of what Ho'oponopono really is about. It's not about changing somebody else's mind. That's not the point of Ho'oponopono. That's not the power of Ho'oponopono. Here's a video about Ho'oponopono. I just uh, sent you the link. That's not the power of Ho'oponopono. The power of Ho'oponopono is that you're releasing things in your life that you're sharing with that other person. So if you have anger within you, You're releasing that anger so that angry people don't come into your life. That's the power of Ho'oponopono. And so when angry people don't come into your life, your life is a lot better, right? It's not about the other person. Do not use Ho'oponopono to try to change somebody else. You're using Ho'oponopono to raise your vibrational frequency. So. Any lower frequency energies that you have, like let's say you might have anger, resentment, traumas, you're asking the divine to help you to release that. And the divine will help release it in the people around you. That's a byproduct of Ho'oponopono. So you're using Ho'oponopono to cleanse yourself, to cleanse yourself so that you can become a better manifester in your life, so that you can attract better people. Because if you release, if you have zero anger in you, zero anger, that means that no angry people can show up in your life. No angry people can show up in your life. The only reason why angry people show up is because we have some anger. We're still holding on to some anger, even if it's subconscious, even if we're not aware of it. That's the reason why that angry person has shown up because if you had zero anger, no angry person, there's no possibility that an angry person can show up. And if you're going around, you know, I always give the example of my neighbor, you know, one morning it was 8 a.m., and my husband and I were sitting in the patio and we were just sitting there at 8 a.m. With, and our dog was barking a little too much, bam, barking, right, at 8 a.m. My next door neighbor and our, our, our backyards are basically attached to each other. He comes over and he yells at us as if he's going to take a rifle or a gun and shoot us. That's how angry he was about this bark. And I, and I said to my husband, my husband got so angry. My husband was ready to rip his head off because he came, he came, he approached us so rudely, so nasty. And we, and we, it felt like it was out of nowhere because we were just sitting there peaceful and calm. I told my husband, the reason why he showed up that way is because we still have anger within us. Because if he and I had zero anger, I said two things would have happened with that man, my neighbor. 
he would have either showed up more politely, he would have asked for our dog to keep quiet politely, or he wouldn't have shown up. I said the only reason why he showed up that way was because we're still holding on to anger. And a lot of it is subconscious. So if we don't want, if I want less and less people like that to show up, I have to cleanse. I have to keep cleansing anger more and more. Keep it, keep cleansing myself of anger, cleansing, 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 cleansing. So that less and less of those people could come into my experience. So don't make ho'oponopono about trying to control and manipulate somebody else. That's not the point of ho'oponopono. That's not the point. If you want love in your life, if you truly want to attract that fabulous love, work on yourself, cleanse yourself of the things that are preventing you from attracting that great love. What are the things that you can cleanse in your life, in your, in your, within yourself that's preventing you from attracting that amazing love? That's what you focus on because once you cleanse all that, somebody incredible will come in as a byproduct. And that person that you're thinking about right now, you'll probably forget about him or her. You'll probably forget about because you're so fabulous that you've attracted somebody a thousand times better. So do not use ho'oponopono to control and manipulate others because you cannot ever do it. You think you can. It's not here. It's not there to change somebody else's mind. It's there to cleanse the things within you that you do not want to attract in your life. So if you want to attract the fabulous love, what is it that you should be cleansing within yourself that is preventing you from attracting that fabulous love? That's what you that's what ho'oponopono should be used to cleanse yourself. Keep cleansing yourself. Keep cleansing yourself. Keep cleansing yourself so you could be attracting better and better people, better and better situations. Okay, so it was a very good question. Okay, so Jess Gutierrez, you want me to pull a car for you. Um, okay, let's do a car for Jess Gutierrez now. And then um, and then uh, we will uh, just, um, I'm just going to ask for a general guidance for you. Okay, number 43, deciding, deciding, Jess Gutierrez. It says, asserting your identity and right to be heard is where your decision begins. But declaring the truth is dangerous. It stirs up old ghosts, inner and outer. Yet better this than ignoring and neglecting them. Focus with clear intention on what you're moving towards rather than what you're reacting against. What do you stand for? How do you define yourself? What belongs in your realm and where do you need to make a clean break? Okay, so asserting your identity and right to be heard is where your decision begins. That's where it's a starting point. Okay. What is, who is, who is Jess Gutierrez? What is it that you can decide about yourself? 
you could say, what are your personal values? What are your values? What are your aspirations? What is, what is the starting point of who Jess Gutierrez is? What are, and I would write those things down. Who am I? What are my values? What do I honor? What do I am passionate about? What motivates me? What gets me going? Knowing that is the starting point of where you're going to begin your journey of expansion. Well, you will continue your journey. I not say begin, but continue because we are eternal being of eternal expansion and growth. That is the starting point of where they want you to begin. Now, are you going to be going out there and broadcasting all this stuff to everybody? No, that's not what they're saying. They're saying that keep that close to your heart. Keep that close to your chest. Keep that close within you. You don't want to go and blast this out right now. It's not the right time to be blasting it all out. Blasting it all out. You want to keep it. You want to keep it close to your heart. So what do you stand for, Jess? How do you define yourself? And then from there, they want you to hold steady to that. They want you to start making decisions. They want you to move towards that, not against that. So any languaging that you might have that dishonors that, that goes against that, they want you to get rid of. They want you to release that. They want you to release that part of you that is going against that which you stand for, that which you are. They want you to release that part because they want you to move towards that, towards that. So if you're saying languaging that goes against it, it's split energy. It's split energy. It's split energy. What is all of the languaging that you could say, the thoughts, the emotions to have to support that, to support who Jess Gutierrez is? Because if you're saying anything other than that, you're just creating what they call split energy. You're, you're, you're going against who Jess is. And they don't want you to go against who Jess is. They want you to think, have thoughts, have emotions, have actions and behavior that support who you are, not go against. And oftentimes we go against who we are. Every single one of us have done it. I have done it where you're like, oh, I should, you know, I, you know, I, I, I believe in this and I want to do this. And then we, on the other hand, we say all these things to ourselves as to why we shouldn't be doing that. We're saying we're not good enough. It's not possible. Nobody in my family has done it, right? We're, we're basically shooting ourselves in the foot as to why we shouldn't be on this path. And so that's what they, they want you to be aware of that. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Stay hold to that path. Stay hold to who Jess Gutierrez is. Do not speak languaging. Do not have thoughts. Do not have emotions. Do not have those things that go against Jess Gutierrez. And so that's what they want you to hold still to, deciding. So they, the first thing they want you to do is to decide who you are. What do you stand for? What are your personal values? What is it that you're not willing to compromise in your life? What is the fundamental of who you truly are? And to hold and to have everything to support that everything to support that direction and not go against it. Okay, Jess, so I hope that has helped you. Okay. 
Okay, Ashley, you want to do a card today? Okay, I could do a card. Ashley, do you want to do um do you want to do just a general read cuz I could do a general read for you. Let me do a general read for you, Ashley. <clears throat> okay, Ashley. Okay, number 44, coupling, Ashley, coupling. It says here, coupling means meeting and the powerful woman represents someone or something with a profound and mysterious power to attract you, re-energize you and change everything. Do not try to control this energy because you can't. You must continue on as before. Resist this change entirely or allow your life to be transformed by the encounter. This is the same exact card that was pulled for Mariana. This is the second time this card has shown up today. So Mariana, um, I mean, Ashley, I don't know if you were here for when I gave that reading to Mariana for this, is that this card is about energy that comes into your experience that can influence you in a great way. And it's, a, it's up to you as to what you're going to do with this energy, because it's a two-sided coin. It's the yin and yang. The energy can have powerful influence on you in a way that allows you to expand or grow, or the energy can have, have a way that makes you more paranoid, that plays into your lower frequency energy. So how are you going to use this energy? Are you going to use this energy to uplift you, to allow you to grow and expand? Or are you going to allow this energy to influence you, to make you more paranoid, to make you more confused, to make you more fearful, right? We have to be careful of these energy. And there are certain energies that have a huge impact on us, more so than other people in our lives. And I've seen it. I've seen energies where the person, because that person was in their life, that person just expanded and grew in exponential ways. And then I've seen other energies that have come into somebody's life, and then they went the other direction. They're doing drugs, they're doing alcohol, they're confused, they're stressed. They're more paranoid. They're fearful. So they want you to be aware of the energy and be aware of how this energy can be influenced in your life for better or for worse. And we obviously want the best for you, Ashley. We don't want this energy to influence you in a way that makes you more paranoid, that makes you more fearful, that makes you more, uh, uh, you know, that makes you less confident, that makes you feel less worthy. You know, there's some energies that make you feel you're not good enough. So they want you to be aware of that, Ashley. So it came out twice. Wow, this is a message. They really want you to have this today. Okay, Ashley. So I hope that has helped you. I don't know, Ashley, if you need it, you want me to do another reading for you next week. If so, uh, let me know and, and ask your question and I will do. You're welcome, Jess Gutierrez. Hello, Laura H. Um, Laura H. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Jamie C. How are you? 
Oh, your first live with me. Welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so let's see. Uh, now, I'd love a message. Laura H wants a message from um, from the I Ching oracles. Okay, so let's do let's do a poll for Laura H, uh, and then Jamie C. Jamie C. I'll do. Okay, uh, Laura H, number nine, small taming, small taming. It says, a time of restraint brings great hope for future growth and success, but it may feel more like frustration and setbacks where things don't quite work yet. You must cultivate the situation yourself in small ways, caring for the details developing your readiness and fitness conscientiously what what small thing can i work can i work on today how can i cultivate a better terrain okay so this is a time where it might feel like frustrated like you're like oh god this is not working out this isn't quite working out this isn't quite working out right and that's part and parcel of our journey of expansion and growth. And sometimes when, when things are not working out, we get discouraged. We might feel uh, burnt out. We might feel not motivated. We might feel lost and confused, right? And that's natural. What they're saying is, is that is part and parcel of your expansion and journey. And so they want you to take this, this situation right now in smaller pieces and, and don't be so overwhelmed in bite-sized pieces. What can I work on? What terrain can I work on today? Just a small thing, not something big, but small that I can take care of today. We're not trying to eat the entire elephant. You're trying to take a bite out of the elephant. I always say it's like a buffet table. When you have all this food and you have so much selection of food and you've got this bu buffet table of food, are you going to eat the entire buffet? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to eat a small piece of the buffet, right? So in order to manage this terrain, they want you to take a small bite. What is it today that you can accomplish? What is it today that you could take care of? What is one little thing? Because when you do that today, the next day you do the one little thing. And the next day you do the one little thing. And that's how you're going to navigate the terrain. That's how you're going to navigate these waters, these rafty waters, is one step at a time, small steps. We're not trying to make a big leap here because those small steps, when, you, when it becomes cumulative, you will see the effect of it. So they're saying, stay with the terrain, don't try to like massively change anything. Take one step at a time. Okay. So uh, so that's the message for you. So was that the, J did I just pull that for Jamie C? Or was it for Laura H? Who did I pull that card for? Because I remember I was pulling a card for either Laura H or Jamie C. Uh, okay. I think it was for Jamie C. So Let's pull a card for Laura for Laura H. Okay, Laura H. Because I think that card was for Jamie C. 
Laura H, you just want a message. Oh, it was for Laura H. Did I pull, was that card pulled for Laura H or was it pulled for Jamie C? I'm so sorry. My mind is a little foggy because I'm still recovering from the flu. So I, I pulled the card for either Laura H or Jamie C, but I don't remember who I pulled it for. I pulled it for Laura H. Okay, so I'm pulling it now for Jamie C. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, okay. Okay. So yes, for Laura, meaning I pulled it for Laura. Okay. So now I'm pulling it for Jamie C. Okay. So, okay. So let me pull a card for Jamie C. Thank you for your clarification. Thank you. So let me pull one for Jamie C now, Jamie C. Thank you so much for the clarification. What message do you have for Jamie C? What message do you have for Jamie C? Okay, number 29, repeating chasms, repeating chasms. It says, sometimes you fall into the swirling, unknowable dark, and the only way forward is to accept the truth of the present moment and trust in your inner knowing. Stay in communication with your heart and creative source. Then movement forward shows courage and commitment, as well as a test of your convictions. What are you sure of in your heart when nothing else is certain? How can you flow on and through the dark? Okay, so this is very similar to the other card that I pulled for uh, for <clears throat> um, uh, uh, for, for Laura. So what they're saying is is that the, the swirling unknowable dark, swirling unknowable dark that we're that we might be in, that it it, it creates confusion, it creates chaos, it creates a sense of on safety, sense of off balance, sense that we're not grounded to uh, Mother Earth Gaia. We feel uh, not centered. We feel lost. We feel confused, right? And this is this is a terrain, that terrain of darkness that we're in. And being in the terrain of darkness is always a, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Because you only enter the light through the dark. You only enter the light through the dark. And so our job in this time-space reality, this physical time-space reality, your job in this time-space reality is to be able to navigate those waters, ebb and flow. You navigate the dark, you navigate the light, then you navigate the dark, then you navigate the light. It's a dance of ebb and flow. And we have to become more comfortable with the dark. That's what they're saying to you. Become more comfortable with the dark. How can you become more comfortable with the uncomfortable? How can we? Uh, how can we? Um, how can we know that even when there's a dark, there is um, there is the essence of of, of 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 certainty within our existential being. What is that element of certainty that we have in the dark? What is the element of light that we always have in the dark? What is that element? of light that we have in the dark always. The element that we have is that the foundation of who we are is that we are an eternal being of light and infinite expansion and growth. That, we, that is the truth. That we know we have the infinite resources of creativity. We have the infinite resources of, of um. 
resilience. We have the infinite resources of being an eternal being of expansion and growth. That is the absolute truth. Nothing could waver that. Nothing. So as we're moving through, as you're moving through this dark terrain, maybe rafty waters, they want you to remind that you have access to that well, that creative well within you. You have access to your incredible creativity, your incredible light that could that will allow you to navigate through the dark, then return to the light, and then return to the dark again. You always have that light, that eternal light, because you are an eternal being. When this body goes, you're still here. So they're saying, do not be so afraid of the dark. Do not be so afraid of it. The dark has a purpose. Stay true to your path. Stay true to your light. And you will see that these are the times when you access that light a little bit more. You access your creative genius, your creative juices, your inner resourcefulness inner, uh, more and more. So that's the message for you. Okay. So now, um, hi, Zuper Zuli. Hi, Sharon. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, Zuli. Okay, so you want a reading, Zuli? Okay, let's do a reading for Zuper Zuli. Wow, what an incredible name, if that's your real name. Zuper Zuli. Okay, Zuper Zuli. Uh, this is number 22, beauty. 22, beauty. It says, this is about natural beauty, the simple expression of nature, but it is also the very way people create images to communicate something of a person or things in our nature. However, no created image could ever express a whole person. It's a time for imaginative, lively exploration of beautiful ways the essence could the essence could flower and be seen. How can you make the essence visible? What do you choose to communicate? Okay, that is such a, wow, what a beautiful card. I don't remember, the last time I this card was shown to me was a while ago, this beauty card. But there's so much, uh, so much wisdom in this card, in this message, is that you are, the essence of your super Zuli is, you're, you're, there's just this beauty within you that is just so, the essence of you is that beauty. And that beauty isn't necessarily conveyed in its entirety, in its wholeness, in its, um, yeah, wholeness. I would say that's a great word. It's not necessarily communicated or seen in its wholeness or in its essence. And so what they're saying is, is that you have a lot more beauty than, than, than is actually seen out there. There's something so beautiful within you that they want you to communicate that essence of your beauty. What is that essence of your beauty and how can you communicate that? How can that, that light be broadcast out into the universe that shows your beauty in its all its glory, in all its, uh, in all its magnificence? That's what they, they're, they're talking about here is that, and that beauty is, is not, it's not just a beauty of like being seen. It's not a physical beauty they're talking about. It's an energetic beauty. 
It's an aura beauty, aura beauty that you have. How can you take that? How can you recognize that within yourself? And how can that aura beauty be communicated out into the world, to the universe? That wow. And that there's that wholeness of that beauty of Zula they're talking about here. So that's the message that they have for you is that you have this incredible aura of beauty that should be communicated out there in a better way. And for you to, uh, to, to figure that out, figure out what is that essence of that beauty of you, that aura that you have, that, that truly other people could feel. They could feel it in the presence. Okay, super Zuli. So uh, I hope that has helped you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, okay, Jamie C. I'm glad you received that. Uh, Tanya Ruggiero. Okay, Tanya, I'm going to do one more reading and then I'm going to close. Uh, so, you know, I don't, we don't use uh, your astrology to do the reading. So I just asked the teaching oracles, what message do you have for this energy? That's all I do. So, it, you know, um, and I know some uh, tarot readers do use your astrology, but I don't. So, uh, Okay, Tanya, the message the I Ching oracles have for you is number 15, integrity, integrity. It says, to have integrity is to be at one with yourself and with reality. It means being honest about your capacities and not exaggerating the importance of your role, not caught up in a personal story or identifying work with worth. You are free to do what needs to be done. What is the simple reality? How might you return to a state of balance? What if it didn't all depend on you? Okay, integrity is about being honest about your capacities and not exaggerating the importance of your role. So what they're saying is integrity, a lot of times integrity really comes with, you know, we have this layer of what we call the ego layer, the layer that uh, there's the essence of who we are, which is this eternal being of light that is unconditionally worthy and loved. And then there's a the layer of all of the ego, all of the, uh, the, 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 the identifying thoughts that we have about ourselves. So when we say that I am the president of this comp of a company, that's ego. When we say I have, I am I am a multimillionaire, that's talking from an ego. When we say that um, I am the manager of a hundred people, that's ego because. What we're doing is we're identifying ourselves with some kind of form that the nature of the reality is that that's not really who we are. We're not really president of a company. And you say, moon, moon, but that's not true. There's a company that I go to and I make a salary and they pay me $200,000 a month 
a year to manage these people. How can you say that I am not a manager of this company? How can you say that when I have a paycheck, I have a title, I have this, I have that. And so what they're saying to you is that's all really just the ego mind. That's an illusion that we've identified. We've placed some kind of label. We placed some kind of a label and we constructed that in our mind. It's, it's an all construct of consciousness. It's an all construct of the mind. And so what where the integrity comes in is, is that you recognize, although you might do that job, you recognize that that's not really your essence. That's not really, that's not really, really where your true uh, essence of who you are, the integrity of who you are. Integrity means like that essence of something, right? What is the essence of something? So the essence of you is not being that manager of a hundred, because do you need to be that manager to be unconditionally worthy? Do you need to be that manager to be unconditionally lovable? No, no. Oftentimes we give that story to ourselves that if we are this and if we have this, we are then worthy. We are then lovable. That's not integrity. Integrity is you are already unconditionally worthy. You are already unconditionally lovable by the virtue of your being, by the virtue of who you are. You don't have to be the manager making $200,000 a year to be unconditionally worthy, unconditionally lovable. So that integrity, that underlying integrity of who you are is, 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 is what they want you to remind yourself is that how can I be honest with my integrity? How can I align with my integrity? That doesn't mean that you're not going to go to work and you're not going to play that role and bring in income. But knowing that that is just sort of like a packaging around who you are, that you know that if you don't play that role, you are still unconditionally lovable, unconditionally worthy. That that role does not define really your integrity. And so remind yourself of your integrity, remind yourself of your essence, remind yourself of who you really are. And that these are just roles that we play to have these physical experiences in this physical world to learn lots of lessons for the expansion and growth of who we really are. That the reason why you're on this path, this physical path as a teacher, as an engineer, as whatever roles that we play, we're playing those roles to learn lessons for our spiritual growth. But that's not the integrity, the essence of who we are. That's the difference. So if you can make, if you can understand clearly that difference and those different layers of who you are, then you're going to really stand within yourself firm. You're going to have a groundedness. You're going to have this uh, sense of who you are. You're going to have the sense of, uh, I, feel, I feel good about myself, no matter what 
what where I am in my life, whether you know that I'm not defined by that, you know. And I look at certain people and I feel like they're defined by that role. They're defined by being president. They're defined by being this. They're defined by being that. And they don't want you to be defined by that. That's what they're talking about when they're talking about these roles. They're just a construct of our mind. But the role that we're playing really is that we are infinite beings of unconditional love and unconditional worth. And our, the physical experiences that 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 we come into test that test to see if we could hold strong to that integrity can we hold strong to that integrity when society is saying to us you have to be the ceo or president of a company and make this kind of money to be unconditional worthy that's the test that you're given can you hold to that integrity Okay, so that's the message. So now it's 10.01. Thank you so much for joining us. I will announce next week when I'm coming on live again. Thank you so much. So, um, <clears throat> okay, so let's do a closing prayer. Dear God, angels, spirit guides, ascended masters, divine, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for allowing me to continue on this healing journey and path of recuperation. So I, I may serve my viewers at the highest level. Thank you so much for teaching oracles for giving us and sending us these wisdoms and messages to each and every single one of us that you are reminding us of the truth of who we are which is this eternal being of light love expansion eternal uh, light of beautiful light that we can each broadcast out into the universe hold true to our integrity hold true to our truth hold true to our path hold true to how we're going to serve the light so thank you so much for allowing us to continue on this path, continue on this journey of light and expansion and growth, and that we are here to support each other, that you are always guiding us, supporting us, and most importantly, showing us your unconditional love. And so it is. Namaste. So it is. I'll see you next week. Much love and blessings to all of you.